I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Boxer Pod. Harold and Jamie here. Hope you're well. Oh my goodness me, your reviews on iTunes mean a lot. We're, we've topped 40 reviews on iTunes now in less than a year, which is nice. And your emails mean a lot more, so get in touch by emailing us studio at theboxsetpod.com. Let us know how the zombie apocalypse is going for you or anything else that's going on in your life that you're watching. Uh, how has this podcast helped you? Let us know. Um, and welcome to another box set pod. I hope you're listening to this in summer because it'll mean you've survived this horrible, cold, rainy November weather that we're having. It's horrific, isn't it? Stinks to high heaven, Howell. Oh my God, torrential. You know, last week I decided to go for a walk. I was going a bit mad in the house, working in inverted commas, and I thought I'll go for a walk in the sunshine and while I was out it just the heavens opened and it was it was like brutal it was so bad that when I got home I had to change every item of clothing and I mean my my undercrackers oh. were soaking wet like oh. absolutely everything was wet through like I jumped in a pool oh bad timing stayed in the house the rest of the week yeah, on uh, on Sunday it was so cold. We had the heating on all day, and it still wasn't warm in the house. I've never experienced that before in our house. It's weird. But then you have the doors open, don't you? Most of the time. Yeah, the front door's open. Yeah. Um, on the pod tonight, we are talking about Mad Men again, which we haven't for ages, uh, since Fife. But we welcome back Mel and Matt and Jack's going to be joining us as well. And so we're in... Uh, if, if everyone joins us tonight, uh, this morning, whenever you're listening, we're in Manchester, London, Kansas, and I think Lancaster as well, all at the same time. It's going to be a hoedown. And next week, hopefully, we're going to add Canada to that equation as well. Oh. Uh, if you want to join us, email us your list of things that you have watched and the top things that you won't watch, you refuse to watch, um, honesty, please, to studio at theboxsetpod.com. Um, t- I mean, we can check in with a lot of stuff. Jamie, tell me you've watched some bloody chalk. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Are you sure you're ready for it? Uh, I don't know. Here, it, here it comes now. I've watched chalk. Hooray! How many episodes? I'm up to episode four, so oh, I've watched a couple more, you know, watched a couple more. Um, I can give you some quick thoughts if you want. Yeah, yeah, why not? Unless, I mean, we could wait for Mel for that, couldn't we? Oh, yeah, okay, we'll Let's wait for, wait for Mel. I, yeah, I have watched a couple more, though, so I have done my homework. Good, I've been watching Walking Dead as well, I, I will share you my thoughts on that. I've just started, about half an hour ago, I started season three of Walking Dead. Whoa! So I am piling through it, and I'm spending Wait. a bloody fortune, it's like 20 quid a series now. Are you you're buying in bulk, yeah? I, I could have bought the entire every series for 90 quid, but oh. instead... 
I'm buying every season for 20, thereby spending more. But now it's too late to, like, just... You can't just do a, like, complete my album on it. Uh-huh, so right. it's, um, yeah, God, what an idiot. I'll give you my thoughts <laughs> on that in a bit as well. We've got the chart coming up in a moment. Let's crack on with the box set news. What have you okay. got? Yeah, bits and bobs to talk you through. First of all, um, um, online streaming service, Hulu. Anyone mm. use, use Hulu, Howell? No. Well, <coughs> oh, sorry. Well, anyway, there are online online streaming service. They do a lot of different TV programs, and they're trying to get in the big games. Well, they've got a, there's a trailer on the boxsetpod.com/news for their new TV show. It's been called an an eight part event series. Okay, they've teamed up with Stephen King and J.J. Abrams to bring King's best-selling novel 112263 to the small screen. My dad's read this book, actually. I think I got it him for his uh, birthday. And it's basically about a guy who can go back in time and possibly stop the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's called 112263 because that's the day he was assassinated on. Right. Uh, it stars um, uh, James Franco as the main protagonist who has to save President F. Kennedy. And it's got, uh, it's got a really good cast. It's got Chris Cooper. It's got, got Josh Duhamel. And it's directed by Kevin MacDonald, who did the few documentaries like One Day in September, and he did The Last King of Scotland. So it's got an all-star, all-stellar nameless behind it. The trailer's there. It does look very enticing. And my dad thought the book was very good. Uh, and that's arriving, I believe it gonna be, it's going to be out next year, April time. So the big news there is Dad's, uh, Jamie's dad has started reading. Well, he's a very, he's a vivacious reader, Howell. Yeah. The, the guy, he's retired now. He only does his read and walk. Really? Um, walks around canals quite a lot these days. That is so dangerous, reading and walking next to a canal. <laughs> it's frigging extreme sports with yeah, Michael yeah. Atherton. <laughs> All right, I've got some spoiler news here. So this is about Game of Thrones. Oh. Now, this is the thing. So if you don't want to know a certain plot point about Game of Thrones, you might not want to listen to this exact moment um, of the podcast. I don't think I do, actually. It's important. That, well, you, you've watched the last series, yeah? Yeah. Okay, season five ended with the potential death of a character known as Jon Snow, yeah? Yes. Potential. Yeah. He, he got stabbed maybe a few times. Yeah. Okay, well, Game of Thrones have released a poster for season six. Mm. Season six is out April next year. And he's the on it. Post- He's on the poster, looking alive, but covered in blood. But uh-huh. lo- he looks like he's alive. So that's causing more debate. How has he survived? Or what the hell has happened? Or has he been brought back to life by some weird witch? Yeah, well, that incident? woman's up there, isn't she? The, uh, the Yeah, well, Misandra or whatever she's called. The vagina woman. The, yeah, the one who uh, spawned the... magic come out of a vagina. Yeah, it's uh, highly unusual. But anyway, that's very exciting. <laughs> and that poster... <laughs> Anything exciting. that we did to persuade you to watch Game of Thrones last week, <laughs> I've just undone with one sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, yep. this is really exciting. The League of Gentlemen. You may <gasps> not have watched this, but it's a brilliant comedy from oh. sort of the early 2000s. Yeah. In fact, it finished 15 years ago. Yeah. It finished, and uh, the show was brilliant. The film was okay that they made after the show finished, but it uh, recently in an interview, Steve Pemberton uh, with the Daily Mirror, he revealed that himself, Reece Shearsmith, 
Mark Gatiss have agreed to get back in the saddle and head back to Royston Vasey. Oh, how fantastic. Yeah, very I, excited. Uh, we should be joined by Kansas Mel any second. Oh, Kansas, Kansas Mel is here. She is. There we go. How you doing, Kansas? Good, how are you doing? Yeah, good, good. The weather here is... Um, oh, I, I'm lying down with uh, a dressing gown around my feet it's so cold it's horrible Ow. it's horrible weather um um mel you've joined us in the middle of the news i want to know have you ever heard of the league of gentlemen oh uh, yes i have As in, in fact oh. i was just watching it a couple nights ago the tv series not the film Oh no! I was watching the film. Ah, uh, that's the I, League I have of Extraordinary of the Gentlemen. Yeah, the Ordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. I ha- I have refresh my memory though. It's like it's a British, slightly weird horror comedy, mostly mm. comedy, um, set in the north of England, and uh, it really sells our homeland well. But it, it's <laughs> it's really it's quite. It, it was weird at the time, but it's it's mo- it's more. It's almost like if kids in the hall were Northern English and were being dramatic actors whilst also being funny. It's it's re- it's really good, but it's quite old now, and they they've just announced they're bringing a new series back. Oh so, wow! Yeah, so maybe That's Mel insane. needs to uh, try and delve into that. Uh, yeah, I feel I like I've watched one or two episodes somewhere along the line, but yeah. Okay, let's find out if Jack has watched it. Uh, uh, Jack, are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. Mel, I'd like you to meet Jack. He's um, he's almost like our work experience boy. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jack's going to be the subject of debate tonight. But um, Jack, have I you know. seen The League of Gentlemen? I haven't, no. No, I've never watched it. Now, you're, you're kind of from the kind of world that The League of Gentlemen's set in. You're, aren't you from Lancaster? Yeah, I am. But isn't it quite old now? Yeah, it is. I, I suppose it is because I was watching it at university, so it's like fifteen years since they've really done anything. Is that how long it's been, Jamie? Yeah, yeah. It finished fifteen years ago, so it was back in our studenty college days when it okay. hit the hit the big time. Maybe, maybe we need to get Jack and Mel to watch an episode of the League of Gentlemen. Oh, for yes, <laughs> that'd be crazy. It it really is. It will either scare you off or swallow you up. It's really really good jamie let's mm. carry on yeah uh, does that's basically all the news other than of course i wanted to mention that cold feet you've probably not heard of that either mel and i doubt you have i either, have Jack. oh you have mel mm-hmm. oh. is that a british version yeah there's not a there's not is a there US not version all an, oh, right oh i'm amazed yeah. wow okay well that's that's also coming back did you did you like the cold feet mel um i've only watched a couple of episodes of that one too it's really hard to get here so yeah, um, yeah. I, I liked what I saw, but no, I, I didn't have a lot of access to it. I was never particularly bothered about it. Did you watch it, Jamie? I loved it. I absolutely okay. loved it. But I mean, it was it was set like in Manchester, which always helps because you can go, oh, I've been on that tram. <laughs> but uh, it's also just <laughs> nice when it's a good show and it was funny and, and quite dramatic as well. But uh, I mean, it might not. I don't know. I've not watched it in years. It might have not have aged well. Mm. But at the time, I really liked it. Okay. Good. Right, well, that's the news. Hey, who would like to hear what the top t- 10 box sets of the week are this week? Oh, yes, me, me. Go on. Here we go. Sent by our algorithm department, Ben, who 
adds a note to it. He says, Christmas has started to fuck with our shit big time. <laughs> Christmas so retail. he's the professional one on the crew then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christmas retail box sets are dominating the retail charts across the globe. Entries for some... Uh, some mothers do have them and keeping up appearances are in the top 30 showing how dangerous Christmas can be to the quality (laughs) of the box set chart Um, so the top 10 this week uh, number 10 it's Vikings Uh, anybody watched Vikings? yes again a couple of episodes a couple of episodes what do you think Mel? Uh, a bit too violent for my taste okay Uh, Modern Family is at number 9 everybody loves Modern Family don't they? Jack, have you watched Modern Family? I've watched a few episodes of it, but I, I've started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine at the moment. Yeah, and I've been sucked into that. Mel, you uh, do, have you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? I've watched. I watched some of the first season, and it was very funny. It is very, very funny. funny. I am behind, yeah. but yes, it's, it's not, very funny. It's not Chuck, but it's. <laughs> it's kind of like the office though right yeah, yeah. And, and i've got a point about that actually i'll just say it very quickly that I've, I've been trying to explain to people this week about chuck as always because i realize that i'm still recommending this thing that like i've watched a lot of box sets since chuck and actually the comedy on it like when matt compare um mentioned um community and brooklyn 99 and stuff um the the comedy in chuck is not cynical is it mm. Brooklyn Nine Nine and um, the Muppets, the new Muppets? There is always a, a butt to the joke, which is quite a cynical gag. Same with Modern Family as well. They're all of this mm-hmm. world where someone's being sarcastic about somebody else, and that's fine. But it just reminds me how unique it is um, to not have that. Anyway, number eight, Blacklist. Anyone watch Blacklist? Yes, I love Blacklist. What is it? It's 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 guy. It's basically James Spader plays a sort of covert, um, one of the most wanted men in the world. But he goes to the FBI or the secret agency and says, "I'm going to give you a list of the baddest guys in the world and help you catch them." But he always does a catch. You know, his, his reason for doing something is always motivated for mm-hmm. some other selfish reason, maybe. But it's it, he's really good in it. It's very like a by the book sort of formulaic, but it's it's good fun as well, though. It's very entertaining. I've never seen anything that James Spader's in without him getting naked or having a lot of sex. <laughs> is is that the case here? No, but he's always a little bit. He's just, he's just he's pure slime, isn't he? Yeah. He's just, he's, yeah. He's, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit seedy. He is. He's a swinger. Yeah. Um, complete series release of Friends is out, and that is at number seven. There you go. Number six is Homeland, doing well still. Number five is Game of Thrones. Four, the Leviathan of the Big Bang Theory. And here's a surprise Family Guy is at number three. Oh. It's the complete release of seasons 1 to 14 uh, Walking Dead is at number 2 and Downton Abbey <laughs> is at number 1 this week Ow. let's catch up on where we're at with things that's what we really need to do uh, Walking Dead I have I'm now up to season 3 of Walking Dead and I do I love it I think it's really good it, it's really good company and you totally get used to killing <laughs> it just becomes like it doesn't hurt anymore you know it becomes quite cartoony really the killing but the series is so much more um there's so much more space between the violence than i expected like you can you can go a whole episode without anyone being killed 
Yeah, I know, but I, I always thought with you, Howell, the mm. reason I, I'm surprised is it's quite a bleak show. Like, mm. there is maybe the odd moment of hope, but it usually gets dashed dramatically, and I didn't think you'd be able to handle those... Uh, I think you. The- I think you just forgot how intelligent I am, and um, <laughs> uh, and and this is bleak, but it's philosophically bleak. Like it's quite interesting, really. What it's really talking about is the fact that we are all going to die. We can't stop it. So if the world was full of zombies, um, people going, "Oh, I may as well kill myself because there's no hope." Was like, well, everyone's going to die anyway. It's about, in a way, it's about the fight against misery. It's about going. How do we make the best of the situation that we're in? Um, so it's quite Buddhist in that sense, really. <laughs> and uh, and I quite like that. That's that's up my alley. It's very different from like Game of Thrones has a sense sometimes of going have lots of hope. Here you go. I'm going to dash your hope. Whereas this is like there's no hope. Everybody. Oh, here's some hope. That was a surprise. <laughs> you know, it's quite pleasant. So that's where I am. Uh, th- and why don't they walk around wearing armor? They're all avoiding being bitten by zombies, but they all wear T-shirts. What the hell's yeah. wrong with them? Fair point. Uh, idiots. Um, Mel. We don't have a lot of armor over here just lying around. I don't know about <laughs> what it's like in England. Really. Yeah, but you'd make it. You'd but get, like, sanitary towels and gaffer tape them to your run. arm or something. Yeah. yeah. You'd figure something out. Uh, Mel, where are you yes. up to? How's The Sopranos treating you? Um, not great. Not <laughs> oh. great. I went, in, I went on and I, I had heard a lot about that college was like a definitive episode, not just for The Sopranos, but for television right. as a whole. And so, and that's episode five. So I went through episode five and I think I'm done. I think I'm She's done. She's done the four oh, episodes. Well, yeah, we can't, we can't, we can't fault you, Mel. You've no. done the business. Yeah. But, uh, I, yeah. It's just it's that that casual violence and I can't I just can't do it. She can't do it. Well, there you go, proving that the four episode rule uh, doesn't necessarily you know not everybody can like everything. That's that's the truth of the matter. That is the truth. Mel, yep. you have ruined our faith in humanity. <laughs> um, Jamie, have you watched any more Chuck? Yes, indeed, Mel. I've done it. Oh, finally! I know. I. Uh, uh, I went to, I'm up to episode four, I've watched uh, three episodes now, uh, I have some thoughts, some brief thoughts, I'll just uh, go through them with Come you. Come on then, how are you doing? Uh, first of all, I thought the soundtrack's brilliant, yeah, I really like the soundtrack, yeah. uh, there's some good music in there. My second thought is, um, if something I felt watching some of the first episodes is that they could have been half an hour, like it feels like they're, they're a bit stretched at times by... They just feel like they're... I don't know if it's a comedy thing or not, but it, it feels like there are points in the episode where I think, oh, it must be slowing down. It must be about to end now. And then it's got another sort of 15 minutes left. And I find that a little bit weird, but I guess I'm just getting used to the pace of Chuck at the moment. Was it in the buy more when it was feeling slow? Was it that yes. bit, those bits? Yeah, that yeah, was a problem yeah. in the first season. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, they, uh, it was just so separate, you know, because Chuck had to have this big secret in case he was there to make sure he was keeping this big secret. And it just, it kind of, the, the separation between those two worlds was a, was a problem as far as pacing, but it gets better as they become more integrated. Yeah, I really like, um, I really like uh, Zachary Quinto. I think he's really good. And I also Zachary really, 
Zachary, what's he called? Zachary, <laughs> Zachary Levi. Zachary him being on that show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the Spock, aren't I? I think that's yes. I have a uh, funny Zachary Quinto story. We have really? To... Yeah, tell us the story about Zachary Quinto. Uh, okay. So, uh, 2008, I went to Comic-Con in San Diego for the first time, and Zachary Quinto was there with Heroes, and I was there with my friend Heath, who looks... They could be twins. <laughs> and Zachary Quinto, we were, we were in a panel. I can't remember which one it was, but Zachary Quinto was just there in the audience. He wasn't on the panel. And mm. he saw my friend Heath and, like did this double take and then kind of like followed him around for the rest of the convention. Really? <laughs> just like, who is this guy that looks just like me? And we tried to get him a picture with Zachary Quinto, but it, the, the handlers never quite let that happen. But Aww. yeah, it was just the, the look on his face when he saw Heath was just so, I'll never forget it. Just was like, what the crap? So just to it's, check. He has such a distinctive it, face, you know? So just to check, your, your great story was uh, about, a one Zach looking at another Zach. Basically. Great. And freaking out because <laughs> he was just like, what the... Yeah. <laughs> Great story, Mel. Thanks. Um, uh, so, Mel's given up on surprise. Oh, Jamie, so so what do you... No, that is a good story, by the way. I was just being facetious. <laughs> Jamie, what... Um, What's the deal then? I mean, oh yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I mean, yeah. I you? think w one of the things I've noticed that's really good is... Would you like, be sticking it, with it if it wasn't for this podcast? Well, I wouldn't have gone this far without the podcast berating me, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to... Uh, I think I feel like what I like about it at the moment is that it's a nice escapist little thing to get into after like you've been, you're tired or you've been busy at work or you've had a hectic day and you need something very light-hearted. It's got that really nice feel about it. I also really like the sidekick character. What's he called? The, the guy with the beard in it? Uh, 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 yeah, um... That's that's you. That's your character. Well, I like that's, him. Yeah. I think he's a good. I, I like him. I think he's a good Morgan? actor as well. Morgan, yeah. Morgan, yeah. Oh, I think okay. he's. I, I think he's funny, and uh, I think that he's a an interesting character. And I, yeah, I, I am going to stick with it. I'm going to see out season one. Yeah. We're going to see uh, where it goes from there. Good, good. Crack on. We want another four by next week, please. Um, good. So that brings us brings us to um, today. Which let's get back to Jack, little Jack in <laughs> Lancaster. <laughs> so little Jack, um, I'm hoping Mel. I was. I thought that I'd arranged. I'm just emailing Matt back. Matt can't make it tonight, and I thought I'd arrange for him to come come on, um, but obviously not. I thought you were coming on. You're missing Mad Men is where we are at now. So, Mel, have you watched all of Mad Men? No. Have you watched any Mad Men? No. Holy craps. I've read a lot of the recaps, but I did not. I don't get AMC where I live. So, yes, it would be. I'd have to actually rent the, the DVDs to watch it, and I just haven't gotten around to it. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I th for some reason, I thought that you'd watched it. So, okay. All right. Let's see if uh, Jack can tell us what he thinks of episode one. See if he can join us in persuading Mel to watch an episode of Batman. But, um, Jack, Jack, what's happening? Where, where are you up to? What have you done? I've just finished the first episode, and so far, Mel, I wouldn't rent it. Um, <laughs> 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 well, you Why? are doing a bang-up job already. Okay, so describe to Mel, even though Mel reads about every episode of TV, describe to Mel what is Mad Men, according to you, so far. Um, the advertisement business 
in the 1950s selling all the cigarettes and it is it does have a very smart and sleek and cool feel about it but I do get the feeling it's a bit like Breaking Bad in the sense that the first series seems to be going quite slow so far okay um, so it's alright just set up the world so who've we got what's going on what can you work out what is the what's the blurb for what is Mad Men so far so it's the advertising world in the 50s or 40s I'm not sure uh, 60s and who've we got in there what's going on we've got Donald Draper mm-hmm. um, who seems so far to be a bit of a pretentious ass <laughs> so far <laughs> he doesn't like don okay um, um has anything happened can you tell us what's happening in what happens in episode one well we've just found out after watching the whole episode that it turns out he's actually got a family which is when my thoughts of him sort of went a little bit downhill um he's a very clever man and he's a Quite, you know, a stylish, handsome, good-looking guy, good-looking character, but um, there's just something about him. And the other people, you know, the world itself that is based in and set in is very, very cool. Um, and there's a serious mood throughout the whole, the whole episode. But um, I don't know whether I'll watch the four episodes. I don't know whether I'll stick with it though. Were you kind of? I get the feeling that you start and watch this kind of, just sort of going, "This is boring." Yeah, yeah, in a nutshell. Okay. Yeah, this is the problem that we have with Mad Men. The two things that I find it hardest to persuade people to watch are the two things I love the most, and that's Chuck and <laughs> Mad Men. Uh, oh, where do we even begin, Jamie? Well, I think going on the first series, I I totally get where you're coming from, Jack, because like the first series is very... It's very sort of, of a very... It's just it doesn't. There isn't a great deal that go that happens in series one, and and I think the characters stay quite muted. Like it's it, it tonally, it's very muted in its colour. The first series, that's the way it felt to me, and it gradually opens up. But I think that the key to Mad Men, for me, I found was there were certain episodes that just stood out and were like, wow, that was brilliant. Suddenly, yeah. I'd watched something that was amazing. There's an episode in mean, the the last episode of season one. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was amazing. There were episodes like there's one called the suitcase in like season four, and it's like I walked away and was like, that's a great piece of TV. But there are mm. episodes in Mad Men that do wash over you a little bit, and I do get that. And certainly in the first series, it does feel a little bit like it, it washes over you. But when it gets you, and when a really good episode comes along, you go, "Oh God, now I get it, and now I now I want to know more." It's kind of you have to stick with it through a few episodes that might leave you um, a bit disappointed or a bit sort of uninterested. Why have you never bought this, uh, Mel? Because although you can't get AMC, you could have bought it. What has? I mean, you must have been aware of the humongous kind of oh. critical acclaim for it. And oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I was reading the recaps, as I was curious about what it was... So do um, you actually know what happens in the whole of Mad Men? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I do. What well, a weird I world like, Mel lives in. watch this, I want to keep up with what's going on. <laughs> why? <laughs> um, do you not think, does part of you not think, I will never enjoy this? Like, if I, I might want to watch this one day, and I've just read that... Um, I've just read that Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> it's right there in the name, you guys. Um, yeah. 
as 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 much as I live online, there was no chance I was not going to be spoiled. Yeah, no I chance. Suppose. So I decided to be proactive and spoil myself. <laughs> um, Jamie soils himself quite a lot. Sp- spoil. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I'm not with you on that one, Jamie. <clears throat> um, yeah. So okay. uh, yeah, I, and then there's just there's so much other to watch, you know. Oh, but this is the best of the best. Is this, it? Yes. Is it the best of the best? Chuck, my man, I'm thinking Jack is going to disagree with you. Jack is going to disagree, but Jack, let me take you back to how old are you now, Jack? Nineteen. Nineteen years old. Yeah. He's a baby. Your fetus, Jack. <laughs> when I was just marginally older than you, I was. So I think I was in second year university. I was about twenty years old, and I was in London, and Mad Men had, was on. <laughs> I'm going to be corrected now by Jamie if that's absolute bullshit. That is bullshit. Two thousand. <laughs> not out in two thousand. Two thousand and six. Owl. You're joking. No. I've created an entire lie in my life. He's <laughs> <laughs> serious. Yeah, two thousand and six. Holy oh, shit. No, I correct myself. 2007, Howell. Uh, yeah, it was 2007. It was at the same time that Chuck came out. Jesus. So, so it was a little bit busy. <clears throat> so, like, Jack, let me take you back to 2007. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have no idea where I was. <laughs> Eight years ago. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where I was, but I was aware on BBC4 of yeah. this new series that had started and people were saying it was great I think my mum and dad said it was great and I tried it I put it on and I thought exactly what you've just said I thought it was prosaic if that's the word I, th- I thought it was just a kind of nice picture with loads of men in suits smoking and it and it was almost like so much style that it put me off you know yeah you know when someone walks into a party and they've just put too much shit on and you just think (laughs) oh you've tried a bit hard there was there was a bit of that about it and there wasn't enough there was nothing in there that was like dragging me in there was no big drama going on well i left it that was that and then it must have taken you know till jamie watched it probably um and and i got persuaded into watching it to really commit to it and watch it properly and and then I realised that this is the best writing that has ever been written for television. <laughs> and it is going to be realised. That is going to be realised more and more as time goes on, I think, because people will, in the same way they did with Chuck, for different reasons. This is, you know, if Chuck is the, if Chuck is the, the, the confectionery stand, this is the art gallery. And it's both are brilliant in their own worlds. But this, the, what's his name he wrote it, Jamie? Matthew Weiner. <clears throat> Matthew Weiner. The the thought and the effort and that's gone into this by him. It's about reading between the lines. You realise actually when Jamie implies that it sort of gets going, it, it kind of for me it doesn't. It kind of you, what happens is you get used to realising that mm. it's all about the subtext. It's all about what's going on in this world beneath what everybody else is talking about. And it's about how America went from what it was like, and particularly the the advertising world, um, how America and the advertising world went from what it was in the 1950s to what it is now. 
and yeah. the two go parallel with each other and we're talking so it's there's a reason i suppose there's no big lesson in this but there's a reason everyone's smoking there's a reason all the men are in charge there's a reason all the white people are in charge and um and also there is a certain world that is post-war america these men had just come back from war and they were beginning to set up in business and these guys are working in advertising and that is the that's what you're following you're watching history and you're watching it through these people's lives with don draper in the center of it who is an enigma and who who is a guy who is morally questionable as all these they called themselves madmen the ad men of the 50s because they slept around they smoked they drank they did everything that they shouldn't because they had loads of power and loads of money and you're watching this guy and it's a, do I like this guy? Do I not like this? I love Don Draper. I think he's brilliant. He's just flawed. But I think he's one of the best protagonists. He beats Walter White in a fight for best protagonist any day. Do you agree, Jamie? Yeah, I, I do agree, actually. I think that like Don Draper is the one character out of everything I've seen in TV drama. I've never been able to like second-guess who he is or what he'll do and i think that's the, and 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 that that could be a gimmick you know that could easily yeah. be just a gimmick oh well he's that we'll just take him in this direction because they're not expecting that but it always feels true to the character like he'll make decisions and you'll go I, I can't believe he's done that i didn't see why would he do that but then you also feel like of course that's who you, you're always trying to work out who he is and it always feels true to who he is whatever he ends up doing but you never are able to second guess in what direction the character is going to go in and i think that's that's the great achievement of the show is that till the very last second yeah. of the final yeah, episode, totally. you still don't know what he is going to do. And yeah. that is an amazing achievement in itself. And, you know, the, the, that opening credits is a man throwing himself off the top of a building. And there is a kind of a central question there, which is, is this man on a road to success or is he on the road to suicide? And, and and that question remains right till the end. And Matthew Weiner knew when he when he put pen to paper on the first episode, he knew how it was going to end. And you can tell that it's so rare, as Mel knows, it's so rare to to um, feel like your hand is being held consistently through every series right to the end and so much so that I don't want them to make another series you know they, they just never will there's no way they'll make another series because the whole thing is just this perfect novel it's like it's like a time capsule <laughs> it's like a time capsule of perfection in uh, uh, this period of time everything it like what i love about it is it goes through some really historic events like you get the you get the assassination of jfk you get the moon landings you get the um uh, all kinds of sort of uh, the racial um rioting and everything but it handles it in a really like it doesn't go oh my god look at these events happening no. it handles it in a really just sort of a, what would be regular everyday life how would it change and how would it affect you sort of your, your existence and it just mm. handles it so well mm. I actually think Mel I know that violence is a big uh, issue for you I think this is this, this is a show that you could love yeah oh definitely okay I'll put it on, <laughs> I'll put it on the list no I'm just thinking where am I going to get a hold of this thing because I don't think we have it at the video store anymore but I think it's at the library <clears throat> you could watch it illegally Mel 
Um, we can talk about that when we're <laughs> off the air. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm I might, I might need access to another British series. Yeah. Oh, series okay. that I need to try. Right. Oh. <laughs> I'm uh, spending 20 quid a week on um, Walking Dead at the moment, so I'm not the person to ask. But it's so... Um, Mel, you kind of work... It's, it's your TV is kind of your work, isn't it? Um, it's it's one of the things that I write about, yes. Which possibly makes it. It's a bit like when we talk to Helen, a uh, film reviewer on the podcast. She, uh, you, uh, you often get a feeling that it's like well, it must take a lot for you to treat it as leisure time. You know, mm-hmm. Chuck feels definitely like it was also leisure time for you. This to me feels. Like, this is the thing that could be your an actual novel that you settle down to digest and figure out the madman. And same with you, Jack. You know, everything that you need to learn about life is in Mad Men. It really is. <laughs> it's, it really is. I mean, if I, if I had to make series, a prediction, God, yeah. if I, sorry, how if I had to make a prediction, though, I would say Jack probably will give up after four episodes. No disrespect to you, Just Jack. Maximum disrespect there, Jack. Uh, it's not. I, I think. I think it's something that maybe you need a few more years on your on your on your belt before you Jack, really. Jamie's enjoy. saying young people are stupid. <laughs> It I'm feels so that. far. It feels like a sort of empty shell. It looks mm. really cool. The cars, the music, the suits, the sitting in the office smoking, mm. all looks, you know, yeah. super, super cool. But then it gets down to it. And the, the narrative so far just isn't there for me. I think when you get used to that world, though, and the, and the style becomes something that you're used to, again, it's that thing. I, I'm trying to think of things to like questions to ask in your head while you're watching it and I suppose that without giving anything away it's like okay I'll tell you why I um, really hooked into it is that Jamie and I have worked as radio presenters for quite a many a year until recently and part of the reason that we quit was to do with the way that creativity is managed right so uh, in the same way that um, that Simpsons has creative independence from the network. Um, it's very rare to find a situation where where creative people can be properly let left alone to do their thing. Now, uh, in that first series of Mad Men, what you're watching is Don Draper is the creative department, and the other guys are the kind of sales department, if you like. And there's this world that's beginning to take over. It's going how much does the artist get told what to do? How much is the artist just a commodity who has to be told by the business people how to do their job? And that is something that is uh, so prevalent today. And back then, there really was a time. I mean, just you only have to go back 15 years in in uh, radio and TV to times when people had, you know, massive viewing figures in Britain. You know, you might have 20 million people, a quarter of the country watching one thing, or now Walking Dead with, you know, 100 million or whatever it is. Those people are, are awarded the ability to be left alone to do things. Um, but this was this whole new world. This was like, okay, it's not just a guy coming up with an advert. It's also this world of capitalism really taking hold, which is going to change everything. How does this guy keep integrity through that? 
and also who is this guy is he actually who he says he is because he's so mysterious perhaps the reason that there appears to be no content to it for you at the moment is that he doesn't want you to know that there is any content he doesn't want you to know who he is yeah (laughs) are you intrigued Jack intrigue Uh, no I'm asking if that intrigues him I think I'll stick with it for as long as I can do well you can't okay is it it's six seven series something like that yeah yeah Uh, I I don't know if I'll make it to series seven but (laughs) (laughs) I I really hope you do like I I just really hope that you do because oh god and I hope you do as well, Mel. As well, well, I think I think the opposite. I think with Mel, I mm-hmm. think Mel will stick with it and really enjoy it. But of course, she's got to invest in it. How much time has Mel got? I imagine Mel's like spinning <laughs> fifteen plates. I think Mel's writing something else while we're doing this podcast. To be, be honest, Mel. Um, no, but I am looking at. I'm researching. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm on deadline, so I'm See? trying to. See? I'm listening to you guys, though. I am, and I you've convinced me to to give Mad Men a try okay. soon. This um, is this. I, I would just say that this is something completely different from everything mm-hmm. else. I know I, I've sold Chuck endlessly, but I would just say this isn't on the shelf with any other series. Almost in terms of like, oh, does it compete with X, Y, or Z? This is like, this is what a dictionary is compared to a load of novels you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it is a complete it's a different kettle of fish when it comes to what it what its importance is to tv to writing to you know it's just a phenomenal achievement i think well honestly what's what's got me most convinced is that howell is so <laughs> yeah thanks and i know you have good taste <laughs> mm, i do so. i do have excellent taste <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, well, Jack. Um, well, your challenge, Jack, is to get to episode four by next week. So, I'd be very interested to see if your feelings change about it. And the problem is, I can't remember whether mine did within four. And certainly, yeah. we, we had five Dangerfield yeah. on, and he wasn't convinced. I mean, he, he watched the whole of the first series and was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, and I but, think you're right. Like the empty shell comment, I think that is, you know, like I think like Howell said, it is purposely done to make you see the facade, like the the world is very fake and they're all fake people in, in, in playing this role of like these playing these big shots and and it, it does feel a little bit like and it's, I think it's meant to make you feel like that Jack and if you can stick it out for four you, you might see a bit more to it but yeah I'm not sure if four episodes is enough for Mad Men I also want to persuade you of one thing Jack I don't think it's worth watching Mad Men unless you make it a non-multitask TV programme and what I mean by that is I can work all day with Walking Dead playing in the background. Same with The Good Wife. Um, and I can be on my phone and on my computer at the same time. And we all do that when we watch TV now. Mad Men, you have to enter that world with commitment. Put your phone down. <laughs> relax. You di- maybe dim the lights. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, you get know. Get- a glass of whiskey. A glass of whiskey. Maybe some um, rose petals in the bath. Um, <laughs> but something, that's what it is. It 
Mad Men requires a level of attention, not effort particularly, but it requires your undivided attention like no other TV series. And it's like the more you put in, the more you'll get out. I could watch Mad Men um, another five times and not see everything that Matthew Weiner wanted me to see or made possible for me to see in it. I'm, I'm convinced by that. And if it is on in the background of something, I really think that you'll just go, oh, you'll lose patience. You know? Yeah, yeah. It does feel like something you've really got to concentrate on whilst yeah. you're uh, whilst you're watching it, just so you don't miss anything. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. In the same way as a book, you know, you you can't yeah, be definitely. on your phone while reading a book, and it's that it's that dense that otherwise you just go, these words are too complicated, and you'll just throw the book in the bin. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. All right. Well, anything to add? Uh, anyone got any uh, points, questions? Otherwise, otherwise we'll just wrap this this one up I feel like I've done too much talking as well I'm good no good right <laughs> <laughs> Jamie you still there I'm good yeah I'm just uh, I'm intrigued to see what Jack will think and uh, I'm disappointed also I'd like to say that Mel is giving up on Sopranos uh, mm. I, I, I am disappointed I wish we could have uh, turned you around Mel but you played by the rules. You live by the rules. You die by the rules. I'm not sure. I'm not actually sure if Mel did live by the rules. I just want to check Mel because I'm just mm. rethinking what you said. You said everyone talked about this episode, episode five. Mm. Yeah. Now, do you swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth? So help you God. I do. Did you, Mel, watch episode one and then episode five? No, I watched episode one, then two, then three, then four, then five. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> because, yeah. Fine. This isn't a show that you can pick and choose. No. It's an ongoing true. narrative. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, so thanks we for giving up five hours of your life, Mel. You know, I, like I said last time, I, it is a very well done show. If I could handle the violence, I would keep going. But I just, mm. it's, it's a, an issue of mine, so. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you both. Mel, what's the weather like in Kansas? Currently balmy and sunny and lovely, yeah. but oh. soon to be awful and snowy and rainy at the same time. Well, fingers so. crossed. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't want to suffer alone. Is that what you're saying? That's correct. <laughs> I don't like other people being happy. Um <laughs> Uh, which is why I enjoy watching The Walking Dead. Thanks, everyone. We'll catch up next week. Um, oh, and we want to bring our friend on from Canada as well, who is another woman. We might have another woman on the podcast. Wow. Imagine wow. that. Imagine that. All right. Uh, thank you, Jack. Good luck with it. You've got a week to focus entirely on Mad Men. No stopping episodes halfway through and coming I'll, back to the next. I'll do my best. I'll right. do my very best. Yeah. Do better. Just do it. Do, you do, yeah. do it, Jack. Do it. Do it, Jack. <laughs> do it. I tell you, the one, the one program that I've started watching at the moment on Finish, Sky Jack. Atlantic... <laughs> oh, we've stopped. No, we haven't gone. Go oh, right, okay. Uh, the Last Panthers <laughs> on Sky Atlantic. Oh. Absolutely fantastic. Oh. Absolutely what amazing. The Last, the Last Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, it's about oh. a sort of uh, diamond robbery in uh, France. Goes wrong. Uh, abs- I don't want to give too much away, but it's fantastic. It yeah. really is worth a watch. I've, I've heard good things about that, actually. Yeah, it's got a yeah. good cast as well. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, John Hurt's in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm at the Elephant Man, Mr. Treves. 
<laughs> wow. And it just started, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I've only watched the first two episodes, but I'll definitely carry on with it. Wow. Maybe we should have talked about that. Such a stinky old madman. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right, Jack. Uh, speak next week. Mel, you're welcome to join us again next week if you'd like to. Thank you. And Jamie, um, uh, enjoy the real world. I'm going to Amsterdam tomorrow oh. to uh, have a oh. smoke and a pancake. So uh, <laughs> see you on the other side. See you on the other side, <laughs> Mr. Treves. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.